American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patient-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Covering tactics, techniques, news, technology, and concepts related to emergency communications in support of the American Redoubt Radio Operators Network. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 14. After a bit of a delay with being gone last weekend at the God and Country celebration, uh, which I'll talk to you about uh, in just a moment, um, it's good to be back with all of you again, and thank you for those of you who just held over from uh, episode 14 or 15-14 from Radio Free Redoubt, or episode 1521. We are still currently at AMCON level three and will remain so until late tonight. As you know, there were several potential threats from cyber attacks, uh, that were occurring to terrorist threats on our infrastructure and soft targets, etc. cetera. Uh, just as a precaution, we wanted to raise the alert level, which should have been reiterated and reinforced throughout this last week's regularly scheduled training nets, although I'm not sure that actually happened. So some training and guidance is forthcoming. Hey, if you're in a net, and the net control operator doesn't announce the the current AMCON level right up front, ask him or her. And uh, that's not a bad on them. That's a bad on me for not providing more clear guidance on that. But we'll be working on that. More to follow. Now, God and Country. It was great. And among several other things, I was able to put on a communications workshop to introduce a lot of folks to the concept of disaster communications from a patriot-slash-partisan-slash-prepper perspective. It was extremely well-received, and thanks to several members being there, both Amron and Amron Core, we were able to answer a lot of questions. And folks had a lot of questions. Several purchased communications equipment, Baofeng radios and accessories, and have already reported that they have shortwave radios on the way or are getting out their communications gear that they've had packed away for years. And uh, several are already studying for their ham licenses. I'll be making that audio available from that workshop that I taught uh, just as soon as I get my hands on it this week. And I'll upload that to Amron.com. But the Patriots at the rally, they saw the need for communications and are now taking action. So that's encouraging. And there are a lot of folks speeding up the communications preparation process because T-Rex is coming up fast. We're about a month away now. So Hopefully, you're getting the final touches on your personal communications and getting ready for the grid down exercise on August 7th, 8th, and 9th, T-Rex. This week, I will be very busy, but you'll start seeing regular postings related to T-Rex as we get closer, and those will pick up in tempo. So I have a communique by JJS about ready to go out to Amron Core tonight, and uh, we're excited about some things 
that we'll be doing this year. Uh, it'll be challenging for us as an organization, and hopefully you'll be challenged on a personal level. Now, if the bands will cooperate, it should be a great training weekend. Uh, now, one of the things we'd like to incorporate this year is is point-to-point traffic. A good example of this might be a welfare check or general radio message traffic. There will be a relatively high volume of priority and higher traffic floating around, but we also want to give you a chance to reach out across the Amron network the way it was intended. So, for example, if you live in California and your brother lives in Kentucky, you'd obviously want to check on him to let him know you're okay or to see if his family's okay. And you may have a simulated, uh, you may have simulated that you got your elderly parents out of the city as things were deteriorating, and you want to let other family members across the country know that you got your parents safely to your place. And this might be especially important in a real-world situation when someone might feel compelled to risk his life going on a rescue mission to go rescue someone who doesn't need to be rescued. They're fine but their loved one may not know it. So for T-Rex 2015, we want to encourage you to begin coordinating now with your friends and family outside your area who also plan on participating in T-Rex and have a plan, a scenario that you guys work out between yourselves to attempt to get a message from one point to another using the Amron network. So how do you get a message from California to Kentucky? I mean, This is the whole point of a nationwide communications network of like-minded, prepared citizens, patriots. Well, it's one of the points. We want to report things that we see so that we can inform others. And we want to receive information that others are sharing. And we want to stay connected with like-minded patriots. Coordinate so that we can preserve liberty when someone else is deciding that we should give up all our liberty so we can be, quote, safe. When we'd rather accept the danger of being free than give up freedom so we can be safe, right? That's the big picture motive for us being in a large network. Okay, I got sidetracked. How does one get a message from California to Kentucky in a grid-down situation? Well, high-frequency communications, of course. Even on 20 meters, that's a stretch on voice, especially if you're running low power or if the band conditions are poor. Then you want to have digital comms capabilities. Uh, Digital modes such as Contestia 4250 or MT63. And of course, if if you're using uh, FL message forms, you'll use Olivia mode because choosing Contestia in the FL message forms isn't an option. But Contestia and Olivia perform very much the same. Uh, They slice right through in the poorest of band conditions, and they slice through interference, and uh, they do well, very well on low power. Ah, you don't have HF capabilities. That's okay. There are Amron operators around you who are HF capable. So now you just have to be able to reach an Amron HF operator. If you can't, then fix it. We do this so we can get a message from point A to point B. If you can't, then fix it. You need to be able to get the communications, either using unlicensed CH3 communications on FRS, MERS, or CB, 
to reach the nearest HF-capable operator, or use short-range hams such as 2 meters or 70 centimeters. That's why we have a communications SOI, so all of our operators know to be on various bands and modes at pre-designated times. So, you look in the member directory. I know, it's not up to date. It crashed. We're working on fixing it. And we're about 90% there, probably another week or two. But you look in the member directory and you look in your state or county or town and make a note of all the members in your surrounding area. You should know who you can reach and who you can't because you've been participating in the practice nets, right? Right? That's the whole point of the practice nets. We're there for you. We do this for you. So please show up and practice. And it's also for the network in general. But that's how you find out who you can reach and who you can't, who you can hear, but they can't hear you, or you can hear others, right? You look to see what type of comms each member in your area has listed in the member directory, and then you do what you can to reach him or her. If they have two-meter ham, you need two-meter ham to reach them. If they list CB and HF, well, you should probably get a CB, if an HF transceiver isn't an option for you. We're growing fast and more members are coming on board all the time, uh, but we can really only do so, so much. A lot of it is up to you. And if you don't have digital comms, uh, you can send any of the forms, whether sit rep, spot rep, or a radio message form by simply reading it line by line, line one, XYZ, line two, ABC, line three, line four, line five, da da da, etc. Right down the line. By reading line by line, you can pass that over voice. So, your brother in Kentucky may only have shortwave radio with single sideband and may have no way of letting you know he received your relayed message, but that's okay. He could still receive it. Another option, a better option, would be for the HF operator near you to reach an HF operator near your brother in Kentucky. You may not even realize that there's an HF operator two miles down the road from your brother who could hand deliver a message on a four-wheeler and receive a response that he can send back to you via relay to let you know he's safe and he received your message. See how it works? Or see how it could work? Or how it's supposed to work anyway? Anyway, I want to encourage you again to think about incorporating your own traffic into the exercise. Uh, there will be preloaded traffic injected into the scenario. So there will be many sit reps, spot reps flying through the air. But it would add realism and another layer to the exercise uh, if, you, uh, if you want to pass traffic using the Amron net. It's realistic. And it would further challenge the operators who don't normally get a chance to handle that type of traffic. Now, uh, we've covered several types of communications from digital modes, ham radio, non-ham encryption using one-time pads, etc. This week, we're going to begin a series of exercises leading up to T-Rex. And it will be incorporated into T-Rex. And we'll be giving away some prizes right after T-Rex for those who are participating in this. This is like a scavenger hunt. It'll incorporate several of the skills we've been developing and introducing to you. So right after volume 14 tonight, 
We'll be transmitting an audio file using a digital mode. This will be an MT63 at 1200 on the waterfall. If you don't get something right and it doesn't work, that's okay. You'll be able to replay it later because I'll be uploading it to volume 14 to the posting and I'll be embedding it. So if you don't have a setting right or something like that and you miss it, that's okay. There'll be other, uh, you'll be able to play with it all week if you want. Uh, so play around with it, but it's in the new FL message forms, version two forms, which were released this week. If you haven't done so, download those new forms into your NBEMS custom forms folder. All the instructions on how to do that are included in the posting that I put up earlier this week uh, announcing the end, the FL message forms. And if you're new, I just scared a whole bunch of people. If you're new and have no clue what we're talking about, okay, go to amron.com and type digital practice in the search box in the upper right-hand corner of the webpage. Go to amron.com, type in the search word digital practice. You could just simply type up, type in the word digital and several articles on how to set it up, how to practice with it. Several articles will be listed that will walk you through setting up digital modes. The software is free. The instructions are step-by-step -step, and you don't need special equipment. You don't need to be licensed to receive or decode digital mode communications. And there are several practice audio files in one of those postings for you to play around with and, uh, get familiar with it. It's important because as those of those who've participated in emergency comms training in the past, they can attest digital is where it's at. It gets through when voice won't. It uses less power to transmit and can go much farther. And it's more private because without the free software set up on your computer, it just sounds like an annoying fax machine type sound and you can't hear what's being transmitted. It's text or forms being sent digitally. Lots more to come on that. But don't let it scare you off. There's so many testimonials where folks seemed intimidated by it at first. Uh, they put it off. And then once they finally got around to, to uh, downloading the forms, reading through the FL message, setting up, you know, digital modes. And there's like, this was actually so easy. It was, it was great. And now it's fun because I can decode this stuff and I'm, I'm snatching uh, traffic out of the air. And I was not able to do that before. This is wonderful voice. I couldn't make it out. I couldn't hear what was being said because it was scratchy and staticky. I could hear a voice, but I couldn't make out what was being said. I was frustrated. Well, 30 minutes later, when the digital net starts and they start sending situation reports and spot reports, it's coming, it's, the text is printing out on your screen right before your eyes, 100% copy, no errors or very few errors. And uh, it's just, it's just uh, a whole new world. And so we really want to encourage you guys to get, to get up to speed on that. Don't forget to go check out the American Redoubt Gear Store. We can uh, get your hands on uh, the uh, Amron CH3 stickers, T-shirts, and other gear. We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of training up coming up ahead of us, and I just want to uh, encourage you guys to get your comms up. I don't have anything further for this uh, episode, so thanks. You've been listening to Volume 14. Until next week, I am John Jacob Schmidt, 73. <laughs>
as ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.